You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. Welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. I have a special treat for you today. We have Sophia Para with us. She's chatting all about how to use social media, in particular Instagram, to get more clients. You're going to love this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Sophia, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm super excited that you're here. I think all of our coaches are going to love you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I, I would love it if you could just introduce yourself and give a little backstory and tell us about what you do. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Sophia Para. Um, I actually, I just moved to London. I I'm an American. If you can't tell from my accent, I'm a, a <laughs> New Yorker, <laughs> but, um, I actually grew up in Asia funny enough. So I moved there when I was about 18 to be an actor. I fell in love with creating content. I mean, we had, we did like skits. I put on shows and comedy clubs. I obviously was an actress. So I was in TV shows and like, you know, indie films and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I fell in love with content. There was this one point in my life when I realized, huh, it's interesting. I'm having more time, more fun creating content to like advertise the projects I was doing rather than auditioning in the process of getting in those projects, mm -hmm. which is the majority of an actress's life. So in that process, I just kind of threw up a business idea where I could help people with their social media and the, the whole intention, actually, at the time, my husband was diagnosed, sorry, not my husband, it was my, my dad at that time was diagnosed with cancer, and I couldn't afford a plane ticket because I was out of work as an actor to get to him. So I threw up this business idea to make $10,000 so I could go to be with him because I thought he was going to pass. He ended up passing years later, and I was with him at the time, mm. but long story short, in that moment, I thought these were my last moments. So I threw this business idea up. I was like, I just want to help people social media. I have to make $10,000 in like six weeks. Mm -hmm. I have to get to him. And I got to him. He actually pulled through that round. Mm -hmm. I spent another five years with him, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but in that process, a business was born and I ended up not going back. To, I think I did one more TV spot. I played a Russian assassin on blind spot. I don't think <laughs> anyone think has ever said that on, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I can't even remember. There's like one Russian line. I, oh my God. I had a gun. Like it was so fun. <laughs> I had this gun. I'm like, shoot. You, there's this scene where I'm like shooting someone because he killed my brother. And I, my face is like psycho. It's like, the, <laughs> I honestly need to find it and put it, turn it into you need to put or something. That, yeah. You need to use that as your podcast photo <laughs> and see totally, what people say. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, but I, yeah, that was my last job and it turned into a, a business that actually supported us through my husband's, uh, my husband later had a stroke and he lost his short-term memory and it supported us through the few years that, or the couple of years that he needed to, to get back to healing. So there's a couple of reasons that I tell this story. One, because I'm so passionate about helping people get their voice out for their businesses, because I'm just such a believer in entrepreneurship, especially mm -hmm. right now. But mm -hmm. also, you know, I, I tend to focus on coaches. And for me, I had a coach through that entire time. It was the first coach I ever had who I randomly hired before my dad got cancer, like a week before he got cancer. 
And she stayed with me through until his death and helped me build my business and get my mental health back on track. And I just believe so much in the work that coaches do. So this business was born really in an Mm. effort to support coaches and help them get their voice out as loud and as clearly as possible. So that's, that's how I got to doing what I do and why I love supporting coaches. I love that. I think you have that deep rooted passion to help and that's why you're successful. It's not because, oh, you have this goal of being a seven figure coach or whatever it is. You really truly want to help people. Oh, I really do. That, that shows absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. How do you help coaches specifically with social media? Yes. So, oh my gosh. So in October, officially, I had some, a beta thing going for a little bit, but I, I hadn't been focusing on the beta as much because my dad actually like got really, really, really sick. And I ended up moving in to take care of him. So my beta period went on a little longer than I was expecting it to. But um, in October, officially of 2020, I released What the Heck to Post, which is my membership. I kind of describe it as like a mix between a social media strategist, a social media manager, and a social media coach, like all wrapped into one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's where, so my, one of my favorite things to do is to help people pull out their like authentic voice and bring it online and just truly connect with people in an authentic way versus like a sleazy, impersonal way, which is kind of the reputation of social media, right? Mm -hmm. So in this membership, I give weekly content prompts and templates and things like that to to give them, these are not fill in the blank templates. That's why I really need to stress that because I feel like when you have a caption and it's just like, change this word out for this word, everyone sounds exactly the same and there's no real connection happening, right? Mm -hmm. So my mission is to to prompt people with very detailed prompts and like tips and tricks for helping them figure out what the topic would be for them Mm -hmm. to, to elaborate on and exactly how to elaborate on that so that people are creating content that is sticking out from the crowd and really connecting with people so that actual relationships can be built because that is the... That is the point of social media. And sometimes people forget that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of white noise with social media. I mean, it sounds like everyone's saying the same thing and um, it's hard to get your voice out there because there's a lack of confidence when it comes to putting, putting yourself out there because what's the number one thing everyone is doing, comparing themselves to everyone else is, do you agree? Oh, totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also would say that I think people are getting wrapped up. They're, they're, they are deciding on what metric equals success for mm-hmm. them. And so often it's actually, that's not the right metric. I'll give you just an example that's popping into my head. Like a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I'm just not getting enough engagement. And so this is not working for me, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I find it so interesting because my follow-up question to them is always like, okay, that's great. So like with the engagement that you are getting, like, or let's just say dream case scenario, you're getting the amount of engagement you want. Now what? Like what's next? And then they're like, well, I mean, I'm getting engagement. So then they'll turn into clients and it's like, no, you don't actually know what to do with engagement. Mm. (laughs) So it's not actually about, oh, can I, like, I need more engagement. It's what is the system you have in place to turn that engagement into whatever it is you want to turn it into, right? And mm-hmm. so for me, that metric is actually the number of conversations you have with people who, who are following you, right? Mm-hmm. If my goal when I was starting out was I want to help one person a day on social media, just one. I show mm-hmm. up, I help that one person. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm selling to them. It's about 
free like lead magnets. It's about asking them something they need. They give me some, they say I need X and it's like, oh, I have a piece of content for you. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm mm-hmm. simply making a connection. And now we have a relationship, right? So if I have a goal of just one of those conversations a day, I am now in a place where I am building a foundation of a community that can actually convert. I call it a profitable community versus just random followers who may or may not engage with the post. And that just rely is up to you know what, how the algorithms are working at that time because social media changes as we move along, right? Right, right. So for me, I think another big mistake people make is that you know, they're comparing themselves to others hundred percent. And from comparing themselves to others, they're like, Oh, Susan's getting X number of likes. I'm not getting that. So mm-hmm. I'm failing. And now we're looking at the wrong metric and, and also not considering our own audience, which is different from Susan's. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's such a trap to, and to walk into, to voluntarily walk into, I believe, because it makes us have that victim mentality And why is this happening to me? And I'm just going to stay safe in my little box and basically complain that things aren't working out for me and they are for everyone else. And that's, that's not why we're here. We have to elevate our mindset so we can decide, like, I don't care if 20 people like to post that I work two hours on as that means I helped 20 people, like being grateful for the things that you, the engagement that you are getting switches up everything. Oh, amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I think that level, like, you know, it's, it's interesting, actually, what, what, when I think about this, because when we, 20 people is actually a lot of people. That's a whole mm-hmm. classroom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, people are so convinced that if it's not 100, let's say, I feel like that mm-hmm. seems like a number everyone's going for. If it's less than 100, it's not a lot of people. And I'm like, do you know how many people, like 100 people? I'm pretty sure my high school auditorium fit like 150. You know what Same. I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a huge amount of people, which means 20, 30, 40, 50, like that's still a lot of people. So I think mm-hmm. people, you know, they're forgetting actually what, these are not numbers. These are heartbeats. These are yes. sets of eyes looking at your content, choose, and and this is another thing people don't even realize, you know, I can't, I, I hope I can remember these exact numbers, but I think I, I, there's a whole, I actually have it on a carousel somewhere on my feed where I calculated the amount of people on Instagram and, and how many people are actually engaging on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And the calculation was something like we, for as much time as we spend on social media, which is a lot, mm-hmm. we actually only like, like physically touch a piece of content where we tell them, Hey, I like your content. 9% of the time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if we are only liking content 9% of the time, another, if let's just say we are speaking to a coach who's like, I get it. I understand 20 people is a lot of people. However, I want more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what do I do? Right? If that was the conversation we were having, the first thing I would say to them is like, okay, there's so many things we can do, but like, we also have to understand that if nine per- if people are liking 9% of our, of their content every single day, and that means you as well, like 9% of the content that you see every day, would you say that your content is in the top 9%, right? Mm. And 99% of the time when I ask this question, cause I do ask it quite a bit, it, it's a no. They're like, well, maybe not actually. Right. Mm. And, and so that conversation now starts something a little bit more productive because now it's not, I'm a victim to 
algorithm and mm -hmm. saturation and all these things. Now it's a question of what can we do to improve our content, uh, give people something that they're actually looking for and mm -hmm. become one of the people in the top 9%. Mm -hmm. And I think that is fantastic advice. And we're speaking to coaches primarily right now. And I think it's important to share like what's working for us personally. So I have coaches who follow me on Instagram and they love to be educated. They love to save content and to refer back to it. So for yeah. me, one of the insights that I pay attention to is how many people are saving my work yes. because I know that that's important to them. What's working for you right now? Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm on a reels kick <laughs> and a lot of people don't like it when I say that because reels are getting a bit of a reputation for taking a lot of time mm -hmm. and, you know, and also, you know, the way people are engaging, well, actually I should say there aren't any insights to Instagram reels. So people are getting oh. frustrated. They don't want to spend time on reels and then not understand what worked and didn't work. Right. Okay. So there's a bit of a frustration around reels and there's a lot of like, not resentment's not the word, but like hesitation mm -hmm. to dive into them. However, since I have started using reels and again, we're talking technical stuff. Obviously we could also have a conversation about like, like topics and how to come right. up with what you're talking about, which is kind of a separate conversation. But in terms of like technical stuff was working for me is here's the thing that I love about Instagram reels. And truly I can talk about all of the pieces of content because they all have different things that mm -hmm. are good for where you are in your business. But with reels specifically, they are such a creative challenge for people that what mm -hmm. I have noticed is when people, and right now we're doing an Instagram reels challenge inside of what the heck to post. So I'm really into, I'm really watching people experience this. Mm -hmm. When they are start using Instagram reels, there is this creative freedom that comes out that they haven't experienced before because there's so many different things you can do with the reel mm -hmm. that you suddenly turn into like you're speaking the same messages, but you're doing them so creatively. Now you're doing it in a way that's kind of, that's popping off the feed. That's different for you. Mm -hmm. And you become this, like what I was just joking on Instagram live yesterday. I was like, I didn't realize I was such a weirdo. Like I have been suppressing <laughs> my freak flag. And I think it's because I was getting trapped in a place of just doing the same thing again and again and again, mm -hmm. comparing myself to other social media people and thinking I had to be like them. Mm -hmm. But there's this side of me that I've been kind of forgetting about. And that is that, well, for, for me personally, I was an actress. Mm -hmm. I used to be a dancer. And I, I'm like, I'm kind of goofy and no one knew that about me. Right. Mm. So when I started playing with Instagram reels and all the editing features and things like that, first of all, creatively speaking, there's something about me that came alive and I, and I started playing with characters and I started like demonstrating all the things I've been talking about for years, but in a video format that people were having fun absorbing. I started to edutain. That's a mixture between mm. educate and entertain mm -hmm. versus just educate. Mm. And so now the same concepts were reaching more people because my reels are getting way more views than any of my other content. And that's for a few reasons. One, because I think I am edutaining, but also because when Instagram shares a brand new feature, there is some like algorithm wise, there is priority on that feature, right? right. Because Instagram and Facebook, they are businesses. When they put effort into a new product, they want as many people as possible to see it. So mm -hmm. those new products get more push than anything else, right?
-hmm. If you, and then if the product is also popular, right, then um, it gets even more push, right? Mm -hmm. And thirdly, because Instagram reels are short, they are only 30 seconds long mm -hmm. or at, at a maximum, they could be less than that. And the, the most important metric that I have seen from my testing is retention or watch rate, how much time people spend on a piece of content. Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole goal of an algorithm is to keep people interested in what you're talking about. And if you are creating content that's keeping people on the platform, you get rewarded for that per the algorithm, right? right. You get pushed to more people. So for me, Instagram Reels kind of takes all those boxes. It's new, it's popular, it gives something, people are more likely to watch 100% of it rather than if you post an IGTV video that is right. two minutes long, very unlikely that people will watch 100% mm -hmm. of it, right? So, so for me, my Instagram Reels are getting watched I, I think based off of my, my overall analytics and how many new followers are coming from Instagram reels, I, I, I have reason to believe that a hundred percent of the 30 second, 22 second to 30 second reel that I'm filming is being watched. So it's getting pushed in front of new people and new eyes are coming my way from reels. So that's one of the reasons why reels has been working really well for me. But another thing that has been working well is carousels. It's the mm -hmm. one piece of content, and especially if you're doing education content, right? Yeah. Uh, or value pack content. It's the one piece of content that gets pushed in front of your audience more than once. So if someone mm -hmm. sees, sees a carousel and is like reading, let's say, let's just say they, they see the, the title page of a carousel or something and it doesn't mm -hmm. grab them, right? They're like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever. And they, they just keep scrolling through. They don't pay any attention, right? The next time that they log into your, uh, that they log into Instagram, that exact same carousel will be pushed to them again, but on a different page because Instagram's like, well, maybe you'll like this page. Oh, really? I didn't you. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. So carousels is another thing that I post a lot. I try to post, I mean, I think I've, I've been focusing more on reels because I'm in a challenge right now. Mm -hmm. However, um, I typically try to post probably one a week for that reason, because I know mm -hmm. it's the one piece of content that's going to be pushed in front of people more than once, which gives me more than one opportunity to get them into my world or to get them talking to me. Right. Um, so that's, those, that's another piece of content that works. But thirdly, I like, and I swear by this, I feel like this is the most important thing that people forget are simply the, the features on social media that ask for engagement, particularly Instagram stories. I just did a poll and I asked what type of content do you tend to binge? And the, the results were overwhelming for Instagram stories. It was something like, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like 87% of people said they binge Instagram stories more than any of the other pieces of content. Mm -hmm. And, but Instagram stories more than anything, what's going to make your Instagram stories continuously pushed to more people is if you use polls consistently, if you use quiz stickers, if you use anything that asks for engagement that actually gets engagement on it, mm -hmm. you will see your viewership grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you will, you will see, um, you know, you'll just have more opportunity for relationship building, which is what I see to convert to clients and other things like that. So between those three pieces of content, those are the three things I focus on the most. I love that. And I, I always say that to my students too. play with the tools that you're given um, yeah. to see what feels best for you. I know a lot of my, see, I'm a very introverted person. 
So it's (laughs) almost hard for me to even watch reels because they're so in my face and I have to, I I mute everything and like, it's too much for me. So I'm trying to brainstorm. Like I have a lot of introverted people that are in my world. And so this, this strategy feels very uncomfortable for them. So do you have any advice to the introverted people? I love, that's amazing that you just said that. Yeah. Okay. So I do, you know, first of all, I really do understand that. I think that my husband's like that. I'm, mm-hmm. you would never know it. If you met him again, if you watch one of his Peloton classes, he's so goofy, but like literally at home, he like hides from social media. He's like, <laughs> who's so your husband on Peloton? You should share that. Bradley Rose. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's the newest uh, team Great Britain trainer. And, uh, and he's, you will be surprised if you watch one of his class, like he like does, he's a bad dancer and he's like dancing on the bike. Like he's just goofy, <laughs> you know, he's not serious, but when he, you get home, he gets really uncomfortable. Like when you're like, Bradley, you really should be creating social media content. And he's like, Oh God, really? Like, he's just so uncomfortable with it. so yeah. Okay. So if someone who was an introvert wanted to get on Instagram reels, first of all, I, I would want to remind them, take the pressure off, right? Just because everyone is doing not everyone, just because mm-hmm. there are people that I do, which is kind of like skits and costumes. And like, I, <laughs> I kind of go a little bananas about it. Right. Because that's my personality, right. Mm-hmm. Just because that's how I'm doing that does not mean that's what you have to do. I would actually start much smaller. And I, and I, I think that this exercise, while it doesn't have pertain to Instagram reels right away, mm-hmm. just works for Instagram reels. And that is to start in a place where you feel like safer and, um, and not where you can kind of, it, it, there, there's less maintenance and that would be on Instagram story. I would mm-hmm. make a goal to show your face on Instagram story once a day. And that mm-hmm. could be a picture that could be saying good morning and asking like, how, like I'm, I'm, let's just say you're a sleep coach and you're like, how did you sleep last night? And it's a mm-hmm. pull. Well, not well. Right. right. Um, something I like to do, and I still do this for engagement purposes and for the algorithm. Often I will go, I will like get on Instagram story and I'll say like, like, how's your day look? One option is busy. One option is, I don't know, relaxing, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And the reason I do that is two reasons. Um, well, for me, it's to get engagement, which helps with the algorithm. But mm-hmm. also, I want to show people that those little moments, right, uh, that kind of gets you used to getting on video and build mm-hmm. your comfort zone a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. The next step after you feel comfortable with that is to take take it to the next level and now share like a, you know, like something take people behind the scenes of something in your day, right? That could mm-hmm. literally be like how you make your <laughs> the coffee that makes you focused every day. Right. Or like, let's say you're a fitness coach, like how you do this little thing. And it's, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can quite literally be showing people things around your room. And you know what? It doesn't have to be your face on camera. It can just be you talking at first, mm-hmm. right? The point is like, take this one step at a time and work your way up to an Instagram reel. So the first one would be a poll, asking a question, using a poll. The second question would be sharing people behind the scenes, something, how to do something, just use your voice. The third step would be now we're putting our face on camera, right? Mm -hmm. And the fourth step would be, it's all the same work, but now we're turning it into an Instagram reel. It's exactly the same work, but now we're just trimming it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, cut, cut, making things a little bit more concise because we don't have as much time on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. We're not judging about 
like metrics. We're not looking at that stuff right now. The metric that we are focusing on is confidence and feeling safe and feeling good. So my biggest advice as you do this is to, to not look at views and engagement and things like that. Because I feel like if we are introverts with the, with the goal of converting on social media, mm-hmm. I think I'm making an assumption here because I'm not an introvert, but I think that there's a lot hitting heads right there, right? Yeah. We're, we're not feeling safe or, or comfortable to do that. And yet we feel like we have to, because if we're not getting X amount of views or whatever, then we don't have a business. Like we're telling ourselves these stories. Right. Right, right. And so now there's a lot butting heads, right? So the fourth or fifth step, whatever I'm on is to start creating reels, just like you're doing with your Instagram stories, some how to things. You don't have to add sound effects. You don't have to go bananas, Mm -hmm. but do not look at the metrics, the, the, the metrics that social media provides. Instead, the metric is how am I feeling? Right. If I'm feeling good, if I'm feeling confident, right, then great. Now I move on to the next step. And then the the final step would be kind of like where I am right now. And that is get more specific about the type of content you're creating, how you are showing up, how, um, if you can make it a little like more entertaining, right. That might be a sound effect. I use, I love sound effects, right. And it's Mm -hmm. really not adding anything extra for me. Um, now we're, now we're just dressing up it a little bit. And at that point, once we're feeling confident, then you can start looking at metrics if you have to, right. Mm -hmm. But give yourself the time and space to work your way up to that point without putting pressure on yourself. That would be my best advice advice where I could say the goal is to get you on there, right. Mm -hmm. It's not, I, I, I want to feel, I want people to feel like nurtured and supported through that. But also I do want to gently encourage you to try it out because what I had discovered and what so many have discovered is actually that's their favorite piece of content now, you know, because it's like fun and, mm-hmm. and they challenge themselves creatively. So yeah, that's what I would do. That's great advice. And I always say you, the only metric that really matters is how you feel. So if, if you had fun and that's all that matters, I don't care yeah. if, if no one saw it, if you had fun, just do it. Always do what feels right for you. So that's great advice. Um, I think the introverts can appreciate that. Um, and it does start with, you know, some people don't, it's hard to believe, but sometimes people will join, you know, my program and they don't even have an Instagram account yet because it freaks them out. So, and we can't even like imagine that because we've had it for years. Um, so just even getting a profile updated is a big step. The important thing to know is every step matters. So if you're just starting, that's great. Keep on going. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I think you actually are touching on something like celebrating the steps, right? Like not judging yourself because you're not at where Sharon is over there. Right. Mm -hmm. But actually looking at the steps and the, and the courage it took to just get to where you are right now and patting yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. breaking every, I love breaking everything down into steps because then mm-hmm. I can actually look at my progress. Yep. So for me, like if my steps don't work for you, that's fine. Decide what your steps would mm-hmm. be and just go down your own list because that's going to help you see the progress you're making. Yeah. We got to pave our own way. Like it's great totally. to have the, the how to's with everything, but you yeah. have to pave your own way. Um, I think that's so important with entrepreneurship is it's, no journey is going to be the same as anyone else's. It's not possible. So whatever yours is, is perfect for you. And you just have, the only thing you need to do is just keep going in your own way. That's it. Absolutely. I agree. 
why don't you tell us about your membership? What the heck to post? That is like, I, that's something that I would say. I love that title. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know what, what I, I actually named, I'm totally going to answer your question, but I have to say, because I think this is a, this is good advice for social media too. Mm -hmm. I named it because when I was thinking about deciding, you know, what I was going to, I knew I wanted a membership. I knew roughly that it was going to be about content because I love helping people create content but I had no idea what the name was. And so I actually set up about 15 calls with people that were following me. Mm -hmm. And I asked every time someone joined my, like followed me on social media, like my first question would be like, Hey, I'm so excited that you're here. Like I create content to help coaches just like you. And so I'd love to know what's your biggest social media frustration so that I can speak to that, you know, in mm -hmm. the next couple of weeks. And so I would I was always asking these questions and again and again and again, people were saying, gosh, I just wish I knew what the heck to post. Like, I don't know what the heck to post. And I saw that so many times in the interviews I set up and then also in my welcome messages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, there it is. Like, I'm going to call it what the heck to post because it speaks to the heart of people instead of the head. Yeah. <laughs> so what the heck to post it is a monthly membership. There is an annual um, option as well where you get two months free, but mm -hmm. it, is a, it is a monthly membership. Um, that is where every single week I share strategic content schedules that you can follow. There are Canva templates with multiple designs of the same prompt so that you can make it your own. Mm -hmm. There are like, we have detailed prompts and examples. Uh, we have strategies to help you come up with the topics you're supposed to talk about. The whole idea is, this is what, what you post. This is how you come up with a topic that's right for your audience. Here's an example if you need it. Here are the tools if you're feeling stuck and go. We try to give you everything you could possibly need so that you're, you know what the heck to post that day, right? Mm -hmm. um, we also have monthly coaching. We have a strategy call and a problem solving call. So mm -hmm. it, tur it basically turns into a group coaching call, the problem solving call does. And then the strategy call is usually where I'm like, okay, we have a new... I don't know, something's, something's changed within whatever on the platforms. Let me help you figure this out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have to say the thing that makes it most important in my eyes is that I think people are stuck in a dilemma on social media where they think it's all about create like posting content and then like checking in to see how the content's doing. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. That is not the point of social media. The point of social media is to be social, mm -hmm. is to create relationships, and is to have a system in place to, to convert those relationships into clients, uh, into members of your membership, into mm -hmm. email subscribers, into whatever it is, right? There mm -hmm. has to be a, a way to convert, right? And so what I think for me, what I try to hammer home in what the heck to post is, I'm not just saying, here's a content idea, good luck. It's here's a content idea. And now here's what to do with that content, right? Here's mm -hmm. how you're going to show up to engage when that content is posted. Here's a, here's a, an hour long training around the nine different, uh, nine different strategies for engagement so that we are actually getting clients with our content. Mm -hmm. Here are habits to have in place so that you are checking in for 30 minutes a day, put, like putting in some engagement work, building actual relationships so that when you do have a launch or when you do have a moment where it's a season of conversion mm -hmm. for you, it's a season of growth, um, you know what to do to turn this community that you've been building through so much time and energy creating content, 
you know what to do to turn them into actual buyers so that you can help them on a deeper level rather than just, you know, free content, right? So for me, like, I think what the heck to post while a name sounds like I'm just helping give you content ideas. I think Mm -hmm. the most important thing is that I try, I, my intention is to change how you think about social media, to change how you show up. And so that you're actually prioritizing the engagement uh, more so than the content. The content is important 1000%, but how, what you're doing with your content is actually where you're going to see results. Mm, that's so interesting. We're definitely going to put that link in the show notes. It's what the heck to post.com. And mm-hmm. then Sophia also has a couple free trainings. You're going to want to go follow her on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to go follow her on Instagram. Um, so we can get more and check out what Sophia is doing. This was like an amazing episode, Sophia. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us. Maybe we're feeling a little bit more brave to do something out of our comfort zone and try something new to help more people. I think that's a great way to put it. Do you have anything else to share, Sophia? Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here and no, good luck. Have fun. If it doesn't feel fun, there's probably something that you can refine Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just don't forget to build relationships. That would Mm -hmm. be my parting words. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Great advice. Thank you for being here. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business and we would love to see you there.